0: Hi everyone, Gary Tester from Catholic Charities here for another episode of Mercy in Action. And with me today is Trace Trilco, who's the Executive Director of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul for the Diocese of Orlando. Welcome, Trace. Thank you very much. Look forward to the conversation. So am I. And normally, we would be joined by Father Anthony Aarons, the chaplain for Catholic Charities. But Father Anthony decided that spending time in Rome with the Pope as a missionary of mercy was more important today. So I'll talk to him about that later. But he does extend his regrets. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good excuse. All right. I, I think, think we'll, we'll have let you to, know, to respect that. We'll manage the time well, though. It just leaves more time for me. (laughs) All right. So the first thing we'll do is we'll start with a prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have to be your hands and feet in this world. We thank you for this opportunity to do this podcast and to talk about the incredible ministries of the Vincentians. Help us to be able to share the good news that others might be attracted to learning more about it and help us as always, Lord, to be respectful and and oriented towards those who are poor and vulnerable that we might truly help them as you command us to do in Matthew 25. We ask for your blessings upon us always and we offer all of this in your son's most precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Trace, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. I think everybody hears of St. Vincent de Paul, but in many ways, it's not a well-understood ministry. And I'm fascinated by the opportunity we have today to talk about how it applies to mercy in action, this concept of looking at ways that mercy is implemented throughout the diocese. Why don't we start with a little overview of the Society and your role with the Society? So, the Society of St.
1: Vincent de Paul started in 1833 in Paris, France. And it was started by a college student and a few of his friends and an older man. By the way, the older man, we would later learn, was 40. So I found that less (laughs) funny as time moved along that they considered him
0: to be the older man. That's beautiful. My kids call me the ancient one.
1: But they were challenged in their Catholic faith. What are you Catholics doing besides talking? Which is interesting, right? In 1833, and you apply it to today, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So in the name and that college student was named Frederick Ozanam in the name of the patron saint of the poor, St. Vincent de Paul, they formed a society to seek out and find the forgotten those struggling, to visit them in their surroundings long before social service agencies and office hours and schedule an appointment, they visited people in pairs and went to see them and talked to them and It was designed to be a spiritual ministry for the self growth, for the spiritual growth of the individual, not the do gooding that is associated with St. Vincent de Paul. So while we do a lot of good things, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, we're a spiritual ministry in which you're to grow in your spirituality through service to our brothers and sisters in need. So this concept took off across Europe, and by 1845, had come to the United States in St. Louis in the first formed what we call conferences or chapters or affiliates. Okay. And that is where to this day our national headquarters are. Now, more than 150 countries, all 50 states, all seven dioceses across the state of Florida. We're certainly not in every community and not in every parish, but the first purpose is spiritual growth. And then from that are the actions uh, of helping people in need.
0: That's fascinating. And, you know, um, Catholic Charities, we talk a lot about Matthew 25. And Matthew 25, is, as you know, is the final judgment where the Lord says, you know, when you fed the, the hungry, when you fed the least of these, you fed me. And that's a form of spiritual development. It's helping us to understand that the day will come in final judgment when he separates the sheep from the goats. And the sheep are the ones who have exercised themselves on behalf of the least of these. And that's what it sounds like the society is all about. But it's a spiritual development opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's for your spiritual growth and how you can seek to be less judgmental or not judgmental. It doesn't mean you're not a good steward of people's generous donations, but everybody has a story. And if you just look at Example here is that one of our Vincentians, that's what we call our folks that uh, participate in the society. So those are the members. Yes, or volunteers, but we don't look at them as volunteers. It's mm-hmm. a vocation. A, sure. A calling. Sure. Uh, that We see a, uh, a Vincentian saw a woman on a home visit and her nails were all done nice. And the, the judgment is, well, if you can afford to get your nails of done. of course. Well, peel back that. Her sister does nails and wanted her to feel special and did her nails for her. So at first glance...
0: Oh, how can she afford to have her nails done? Maybe there's a little bit more to the story. That's a great example because, in addition to how can she afford to have her nails done, well, if you can afford, there's always going to be that judgment if you can afford to do your nails, then you ought to be able to pay your electric bill. You ought to be able to buy groceries just stop doing your nails. And you're pointing out that there's much more to that story.
1: Or how about the lady who arrived for a conversation with St. Vincent de Paul, and she was in an older model Cadillac. Ooh, Cadillac. Except she cleaned homes, and one family, in their will, left her this vehicle. So is she wealthy, trying to work the system Or did someone gift that to her? But that doesn't change that maybe in that moment she was struggling to make ends meet for whatever reason. So there are stories. That, again, doesn't mean that there aren't people we know that work a system. But oftentimes during these home visits, while they may call you about help with utility bill or rent or food, they are emotionally down. They may be spiritually empty. They're sad. They're lonely, depressed. They want someone to talk to. Sometimes their story is what gets them in the door. But if you just sit and talk with them, you find often that they're working, maybe for a low-wage job, a service industry job, especially in the state of Florida. They're trying. But as we know in our current climate, rising rents. Don't keep up with whatever increases you may have Mm -hmm. experienced in your wages. And so people are working and are struggling, and they just want to have that conversation with someone, which is as the backbone of the society is the home visit and a differentiator for us versus other agencies, no matter how worthy and good those organizations are. Catholic Charities of Central Florida, for example, we just want that to be a spiritual journey for us. And that doesn't mean that it's trying to convert someone. They may be of no religious faith. They may have been away from the church, but it's striving to see the face of Christ in them. And you may be the only Jesus they see. So how are you Going to communicate with them? How are you going to not stand in judgment? We've got the dollars to pay your utility bill. We've got the bags of food. Let's have a conversation mm-hmm. and maybe we can walk with you a little bit longer on the journey.
0: So, this is truly the Lord meeting people where they are and then walking with them wherever they need to go. And if you have that chance to walk with them back towards Christ, you do. But it's really about, more importantly, the individual of having that walk while accompanying someone on a journey in life.
1: Yeah, and, and I think if you're a Vincentian or, or you're with any organization or ministry, if your goal at the outset of your shift, at, I'm going to end poverty today, mm-hmm. you're going to be very frustrated and deeply disappointed because mm-hmm. that objective is not going to be achieved that day. So you've got to find, how do we bring some comfort? Maybe it was the food. Maybe it was helping with the utility bills. Uh, maybe through St. Vincent de Paul it was a voucher that provided some furniture or furnishings. It didn't solve every problem. And we don't go out and say, we're going to solve every problem. But how can we help you and be there for you? And some people, it's a a one-time call. Their funds are a little bit short. They need a particular piece of assistance. Mm -hmm. Others, obviously, it's a bigger picture challenge for them. There's more issues at play. How can we walk with you a little bit longer? How can we better your situation? And in developing those friendships and those relationships with certainly people we might never have had any other reason to come across, Mm -hmm. that we might not be in the same circles, employment, social circles. How can we understand them a little bit better? And then, again, that challenges us, doesn't it, to not be judgmental of what put them there? Because if we're being honest about our own lives, we've all had struggles. And there have been people, family, friends, that have given us an opportunity, a break, a hand
0: up. Now... Maybe we we get to be that for someone else. Tell us about what the society looks like in the Diocese of Orlando. So we stretch. Uh, it's a big diocese, as it you is. well know, Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, we
1: stretch from Ormond Beach uh, at the tip of Volusia County to conferences, uh, our affiliated, typically parish-based. That's what we call them, conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pair of those in Palm Bay at the tip of Brevard. Got we're it. in Lakeland and Winter Haven and Polk up and into the villages, St. Mark, St. Timothy. So uh, approaching uh, 25 uh, conferences that reside in districts that mirror the diocese deaneries for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, we elect district presidents that help facilitate uh, communication and uh, collaboration fellowship between those conferences within those districts. And uh, I serve in my capacity as executive director at the pleasure of the board of directors. So we have elected council president, elected district presidents, a couple of appointees, secretary, treasurer, and uh and then we try to provide service and outreach through St. Vincent Paul in geographic areas. So, you know, obviously those conferences that are in Palm Bay are working Palm Bay. And we're not everywhere. We try to stretch our boundaries whenever possible mm-hmm. and certainly work with like-minded agencies to how uh, we may be able to collaborate
0: on a particular individual's case. Right. Let's take a conference, Conference X. How do they get involved? So so first of all, how does someone be, become involved in being a member of the society.
1: Certainly you'd have to have an interest to grow in your spirituality. Uh, and that's not to suggest that there aren't people that say, you know, I want to help in a food pantry, but I'm not interested in all of the other spirituality. Right. It may not be the best organization for you. It may not be the best ministry because there's a lot of wonderful organizations that stack cans and collect right. food. And that's right. great. And we need those folks, but you really want to go on a journey here to grow in your spirituality. So, at your parish, certainly if we are at an affiliated parish, there's opportunity. Uh, and you don't just show up for a meeting and go, I'm in. You know, there's a little bit of a, a process there. And we have orientation that helps explain not only the history, but the charism of the mm-hmm. society. And there's nothing wrong in someone saying it may not be the right fit for me, or maybe I don't have the time uh, to commit to it. That's fine. It's not for everybody. It's not easy. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to see people that are struggling in their situations because, you know, you can't help everybody and you can't rescue everybody from what's going on in the world. And so that can be a challenge to someone. But when you speak to Vincentians who've committed to this charism and this growth of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, you will hear them say time and time again that I get more out of it than I'm ever able to give. Yeah, I helped keep the lights on. I helped keep a roof over their head. I helped put food on the table for them. And they were grateful, and they were in tears, and they were thankful. But that person-to-person connection, that moment of humanity, the Vincentians are blessed by being able to be there and have that opportunity. I think when you move away from that thinking, then maybe this is not the right organization for you to be a part of. But if you look at that as... How can I have a meaningful connection? It might be a half-hour conversation in someone's living room. You know, and I've been on these home visits. They've brought me to tears on these home visits. I was on one where the woman was struggling, needed some assistance, and people are surprised that we want to come and visit them. Mm -hmm. You want to do what? Because they're used to going to an agency, setting an appointment, figuring out transportation, figuring out work, figuring out childcare. We'll come see you. And that throws them off. We go to visit this lady. She doesn't have... Any furniture. She's got maybe a couple of those chairs you might use for a tailgate at a, at wow. a football game. And she's got barely anything. And we were there to, to listen to her story and provide some assistance. And as she was talking, I got a little emotional just listening to what brought her to this moment. And I, I wiped away a tear. And she noticed it. And she broke from what she was saying and came over to me and asked me if she could give me a hug. And I'm getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Thinking about it now. Who does that? Right. I don't know that I would be that right. compassionate and right. caring. And this is the person we're there to visit. Right. And she had that in her to sense that's you know, that, that might be something that he needs in listening to my
0: story. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. There's no amount of furniture we can provide that makes right. up for that. Mo- she gave me more than mm-hmm. anything we were able to do that day for her. And that stays with me and will stay with me as long as, as I live.
0: And then that ripple effect. you know, she's the rock in the water, if you will, but that ripple affects you, and then your ripple affects someone else. And so anyone who touched is touched by that story is impacted and realizing that there there is that humanity, as you reframed it. Why does the society go out and do home visits in pairs? Uh, typically, Man and woman, not only from a practical
1: safety standpoint, also, it's a good ministry for husband and wife, a couple, right? Men and women see things from different perspectives. That's the truth. So we had a Vincentian couple gets a call, two single moms, service industry jobs. Money was running a little tight. They reached out asking for some food. So Vincentian said, can we come out and visit? During the visit, the wife notices that the space where there might be a washer-dryer is empty. And she just says, well, what was supposed to be there? Didn't you not have a washer dryer? We, we don't. Well, what do you do? Well, she watches the kids and I schlep the clothes off and the laundry detergent and the coins and all that. And we've all been in a laundry mat of situation course. at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we know it's a pain in the neck. And that lady, that Vincentian said, let me contact our St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores and see if we can get you a washer dryer. That's not why they called. Right. They asked for a little bit of assistance of food. with food. They didn't have, well, I need 27 things. But by seeing their surroundings, by listening, by being there, they noticed a need that we then were able to deliver through our voucher program, through our thrift stores, a washer and a dryer. Did it solve every problem of from child not. care to transportation to the wages they make on their particular job? But did it make things a little bit easier? Mm-hmm. And we all know the convenience of having a washer and dryer at home. When if it's not working, how <laughs> frustrating that can be. Absolutely. And maybe, just maybe, that, by seeing that, again, they didn't ask for that, by being there, it made things a little bit better for them. But part of that spiritual journey is that we ask Vincentians, when they go on that home visit, to pray before they go into the home, to be good listeners, to be personable and, you know, have good conversation. And we offer to pray with people. 99, 999 out of a thousand there, they will say, yes, they may not be Catholic. They, they may not know the words. Uh, they may typically know an our father and, mm-hmm. and they're willing to hold your hand. Of course, every once in a while, someone's going to say, and no, I don't really want all that. That doesn't change the fact that we're there to, to help right. them. People may not be of an organized religious faith, but they recognize, but you know, these are people that are trying to be helpful to me and they believe in, in a God and a higher power and, and. They cooperate and, and, and go along with that, and they recognize the importance of it. And then when our Vincentians leave, they will typically pray, let's try and make a good decision in this particular case. Let's see if we can do something. And uh, they may have made the decision to help. I could fill your airwaves with, with stories of these home visits. I was in New Smyrna Beach and uh, near a conference at... Uh, uh, St. Gerard's in Edgewater, mm-hmm. Sacred Heart mm-hmm. in New Smyrna Beach, and went on a home visit. The, the ticket says, the write-up says, single dad, two kids, need a little help with utility bill. Go there, house is immaculate. He does landscaping work, but, you know, it's seasonal in Florida. Of course. Single dad, the mom of these kids had attempted to take their lives and her own, and wow. he relocated to be nearer to family, and he shared that story. And he was just short on the utility bill and faced a cutoff. And that was the biggest. The house was immaculate. We'd even brought food as a courtesy, really. But he did not asked for the food. And 45-minute conversation, and we were getting ready to leave, and he asked us to please wait just a couple more minutes because his children were going to get off the school bus. And just like clockwork you know two minutes later that bus showed up little kids they ran out of the bus they grabbed onto dad's leg he said i want to introduce you to the folks that came to visit us today that are, are helping us out a little bit and of course they don't know what that means and they're five and six years old but cute little kids and and that was important to him to be hospitable to us and show a little of who he was and how can you not i mean you might achieve that same in an agency, in an office, an appointment situation, but that's just a different experience being in that house and meeting those children and hearing that story.
0: i was, I appreciate you sharing that trace. And I think for I know for Lynn and I, we're most comfortable in our own home. You know, i I remember revealing my age a bit, but I remember the days when doctors did house calls. Mm always felt better to have the doctor come to the house than to have to bundle up and go out feeling miserable to go to the doctor's office.
1: Now that home visit sounds, uh, via the doctor is over a yeah, webcam.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's to, true.
1: If you want them to visit you, you can dial up the uh,
0: Yeah, the that's video. true. I know that there are a couple of conferences, maybe more, where you can actually go to a building on the campus and request assistance. Now, how does that work with the home visit model? The home visit is our preferred method. Of course, we've had to make adjustments,
1: as everybody has had to do during the pandemic, and that's pivoted to more of conversations over the phone. Mm -hmm. That's not to suggest that we don't take walk-ins and have people visit us, and that's often where our pantries are. It's what we hope that our Vincentians will do. Not everybody is comfortable going on a home visit. Not every conference is robust with the same amount of members as as another. So it's preferred it's not required. And oftentimes, conferences find a healthy mix that they'll visit some, certainly cases that may be more challenging, Mm -hmm. may require more finances, may be a longer journey with the individual or family. But sometimes, really, stopping by the pantry may be just the most practical thing that can happen because they need a little bit of of food assistance. So it varies. But our preferred method would be Uh, the home visit. And as we maybe move a little past the pandemic, there's certainly been messaging not only from our national society, but uh, our local, let's go back out and visit people and be the friendly faces Mm -hmm. that we were prior to everything we've been through these last couple of years. I, I,
0: I applaud the model. And it seems to me that even when somebody comes in, obviously Catholic Charities has offices that people visit all the time, but the ability to turn that back into a home visit. You know, we're happy to give you food today, and if you don't mind, we'd like to come out and see you and see how things are going and just follow up with you. I mean, I can see ways where the society is able to do things that agencies like Catholic Charities can't. Let's shift gears slightly and talk about the thrift stores. What role do they play? Because you have St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores. Why do those exist, and what role do they play?
1: We have thrift stores in Apopka in Orange County, Claremont and Lake County. Uh, We've got a smaller one in Ormond in Volusia County, Processing Center in Orlando. We have many purposes with the thrift stores, one of which is to be an affordable, quality retailer in the marketplace. Not everybody can go to a department store or a high-end retailer for kids clothes or furniture. Mm -hmm. So from a price standpoint, when you're talking about gently used, like-new, quality items, you may be able to find a couch, a dining room table and chairs that you wouldn't be able to otherwise afford. So in that regard, we serve the community. We certainly employ folks, some of which may have difficulty in other types of work uh, and jobs. We work with a variety of programs. We work with people that are developmentally challenged, uh, learning uh, disabilities and things, and we can teach them skills uh, that give them meaningful employment. Also, our voucher program. So folks' donations uh, go directly to the floor, some of which are sold, but... Others get tagged on vouchers. And so our affiliated uh, conferences and our Vincentians, they go on home visits. They'll write, family needs X,
0: Y, and Z. So this is the story of the washer and the dryer. Yes.
1: Yeah, that washer and dryer was a donated item. We didn't buy that. Mm -hmm. So someone's donation, in that case, went directly out on the voucher. We had a Vincentian some years back who was frustrated because there was a little delay in a delivery, and she wanted to know what the challenge was. I go, right now we have every voucher that we have in is requesting a dining room table and chairs. And she said, well, what's the problem? I go, well, we don't have any right now. And all of them want that. And they don't want us to deliver without the full list of items. Well, can't you just go in the back? I go, there is no back. It's not Sears. <laughs> there is a back. But as soon as it gets donated, we pick it up today today. It comes off the truck. It gets tagged, priced, and put on the floor. If it's needed for a voucher, that's priority one. We don't deny fulfilling the voucher to keep it on the sales floor. Understood. So in that instance, we just didn't have any dining room tables and chairs that were available to fill vouchers. And so your donations help us in that regard.
0: Without tact. I think a lot of folks think of goodwill. Um, as the place to call when I have donations, you know, clothing, furniture, etc. Um, and here, I'm. Um, if if my ears are interpreting correctly, we have. A, I'll just put another point on it. It's a Catholic alternative. We have the opportunity to to do something meaningful from a Catholic perspective to engage with the society in making opportunity available for homes. Folks who may need help, I suppose you get folks who come in for those first interview kind of things, um, you know, clothing and things. And then, obviously, you're sharing stories of families that need things in the home. How do I get involved with the Vincentians, Trace? What, I mean, what's the, what's the way to do this? We may have someone listening to the podcast who says, I really want to know more about this. I need to know if there's a conference nearby or someone may say, well, we're getting ready to redo our house and we're going to have all kinds of donations. How do I get the society to pick things up for me? Just in contrast, and there are
1: a lot of wonderful nonprofits, many of which have thrift stores all of which have different missions. I think you do point out something different with us, that we provide merchandise right off our floor. That, mm-hmm. And so you you can have confidence knowing that your donations go to help people in need, I mean, sure. every day through the voucher program. Obviously, like everyone else, we have a website, svdporlando.org. It will not only have a list of conferences, it's got the donation hotline. If you're looking to donate furniture furnishings, if you wish to donate funds, uh, we certainly welcome those.
0: You can find what you need at the website, svdporlando.org. Svdporlando.org. Is that also where they would find information about conferences? Yes, yes. Okay. We have the list of affiliated conferences. And okay. certainly,
1: if you don't see what you're looking for, there's a place you can just inquire and ask us a question on the website is our helpline for those who may be listening that are in need of some assistance. You can leave us an inquiry that lists not only a phone number for the helpline, but an email box, and we get those uh, calls and emails in every day from folks across the diocese. We try to connect them to the closest conference and ask that that conference listen to their story and see if they're able to help. So, not only able to donate if you're in need, reach out to us if you're in need. If you're looking to be part of St. Vincent de Paul, if not at your parish where we are affiliated, We're also looking for opportunities to start new conferences, and you may be just the right person who we can have a conversation with, as well your pastor and parish council, and say, hey, would you give us an opportunity to tell you what we do?
0: Yeah, you know, on that end, so um, in full disclosure to everyone, Trace was one of the first folks who greeted me when I came to the diocese as the leader of Catholic Charities. Um, We share a memorandum of understanding uh, that, in fact, for our emergency services after a disaster. Almost all of the parishes we work with, we work with Vincentian Conferences. Um, they're the backbone of, of emergency services relief. But we've also been afforded a couple of opportunities where you've been able to expand a bit as the society uh, in the last few months here in the diocese. St. Thomas Aquinas, Correct. down in St. Cloud, Cloud. Yeah. and then St. Stephen's.
1: In Winter in- Springs is a, another conference. Uh, when Before that, uh, during this pandemic, uh, St. Anthony in Lakeland. So where some St. Vincent de Pauls across the country have been stagnant, perhaps lost conferences. We've actually been able to grow and add some, and that speaks to the spirit of generosity and those certainly we've all experienced being homebound and not connecting with people. There's a spirit of, I want to do more. I've been blessed with good health. I've made it through Mm -hmm. financially. How can I give back? And that's been an opportunity for us to provide some space for new conferences. And uh, we've hit the ground running at St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Cloud. Our group is doing a great job at St. Anthony in Lakeland. And we've got high hopes uh, based on the spirit of the folks at St. Stephen that we're going to have a great opportunity there in Seminole County.
0: Great. Well, Trace, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. It's been a great opportunity to learn more about this society. One more time on the website for folks who want to know anything at all about how to work with this society or or need help. SVDP just like Saint Vincent de Paul, svdporlando.org. Great. Well, let's close in prayer and and I'd like to offer this prayer on behalf of the Vincentian Ministry and all those who participate. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this opportunity to learn about this important spiritual growth ministry that exists everywhere but certainly here in the Diocese of Orlando. We're grateful for the men and women who have given of their time to grow in in their own spirituality. And we're grateful for the beautiful ministry, for the mercy that exists through their work uh, on behalf of the poor and the vulnerable folks who just struggle for whatever reason to make things work the way they're supposed to. We pray for your continued blessings upon Trace and all the Vincentians throughout the diocese, that they would be blessed with the resources needed to do what they do so well. And we just pray, Lord, that uh, through this podcast, there might be those who uh, hear the call and decide to investigate the opportunity for their own spiritual growth. We ask for your blessings upon us always. And we ask this as always in your son's most precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Trace. Great to spend time with you. Always.